Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, November 28, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? When we take a look at the assessment of the daily chart, we notice the same thing we had yesterday. They're hanging around the trend line. The range was slightly expanded today. However, they're still hanging around the trend line that comes from easier to see on this chart, the all-time high connecting the July high, and now they've come back to retest it. Now, from an intraday perspective, it's interesting to see just how important this trend line is. It looks the same or similar on an hourly chart, but when you break it down, even to a five-minute chart, you can see how intraday the market is still vacillating around this trend line. They get above it and they try to rally. They come back to it, get below, come back to it again and again. Finally, by the end of the day, they choose to close back above the trend line. The trend line is, as we say in the trading parlots, uber important. Therefore, but wait, there's more. Because this trend line is so important, it might cause a trader to look beyond the SPY. For example, what's going on over in the SPX? Can we confirm what we see in the SPY? Even though they're one and the same, they're not exactly the same from a chart perspective. The SPY is essentially a derivative of the SPX. We also have the futures contract which is pricing in the futures or future prices, if you will, which is slightly different than the cash SPX index. So let's take a look at both for sport. Here's a snapshot of the SPX index connecting again the all-time high and the July high. These are exact. They're dead on balls accurate. In the cash index on the daily chart today, you can see they did not close above the SPY closed slightly above. It's not a big deal one way or the other. The trend line is by and large the same. But wait, there's more. Here's a snapshot of the S&P E-mini futures. Again, dead on balls to the number, connecting the all-time high and the July high. They have yet to reach the trend line. Look at it closer from a daily chart perspective. They've been eating some time off the clock, obviously akin to the other indices or the SPY and the cash index. However, they have yet to reach the trend line. It's interesting information. Where's the trend line, for example, tomorrow? Well, tomorrow, the trend line is right under 4,600, 4,596, 97, somewhere in that neighborhood. So on a spike up to that area, We'll know why in the back of our minds, why they're headed there to satisfy an unfinished business piece of the trend line in the ES E-mini futures. How do you like dem apples? I like to look at the things that other people don't see, don't look at, don't consider. What else can we say about the overall market? What else can we say about the S&P? We could say a couple of things. A... We have a high put in the other day on Wednesday, the 22nd. Now, we have yet to 
either get to or close above that high. Therefore, that sign or signal of a trend change on the trend line that day still holds true to it is the recent high. And eventually, and we don't know whether this is going to be as a result of that high or some other high in the near future, but eventually Mrs. Market will pull back. She will have a correction for a couple of three days. It's normal garden variety stuff. Nobody ever thinks it will happen. They'll start talking about or already have talked about new highs, all-time highs. The market will never go down again. All that stuff. She will have a correction. It is inevitable. The ultimate question is, from where will it happen? Will it happen from here? Or will they eat some time off the clock, stay above the trend line, ride the trend line, and push higher first and correct from a higher place? We don't know the answer to that before the fact. However, what we do know is right now we take the market at face value and face value says they're eating time off the clock. They're building energy, riding the trend line for a push higher. However, if they start closing below the trend line on a daily basis, it adds evidence that they're going to pull back before moving higher. How much of a pullback? We take it day by day. That's where the intraday activity comes in. The live trading room inside the numbers. Right now, from a bigger picture perspective, but on a short-term basis, we're using the trend line as a benchmark. Above is bullish. Below, a pullback is in order and can happen. We're using the trend line or calling the trend line the pivot. What about inside the numbers today? Once again, for the second time, they did not get down to my preferred buy level, provided the trade we were looking for, and net-net, it was this. We're looking for 453.27, which is a gap down to 452.50, two days in a row. They didn't get there. We were looking for a bounce back slash retest of the trend line. They did all that and more. They just didn't give me my entry. However, but wait, there's more. There were traders in the live room in real time that were able to buy a retest of the trend line once above for a rally higher to a particular place, which they came up short of, but they certainly had a risk-free, emotionless trade on by the time they came up short of the number. And we'll see it in a few moments as we scroll up. So pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. We had the trend line today at 454.75. Above, she's building energy for a move higher. Below is pullback territory. We were looking for a little bit more on the downside this morning. They just didn't hand it over on a silver platter. Life of a trader. Here's the visual. So down here and right of the vertical is today's activity. Where's the vertical? It's right there. So down here, I was looking for 453.27. They came up short. The ride was back to the trend line and above. Above is for the trailer and they got above. But what I was talking about before was this area over here where once they established price for a little while above the trend line, we started discussing in the live room that a retest from above the trend line, as long as they don't get back below, is a bullish signal. We did have traders take a long trade there. They did take a ride. 
Remember, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. You're going to see in a moment where that ride was headed. It was 456.45. That was the next number above. They didn't quite get there. They came up slightly short, but they certainly gave you the majority of the ride. We also inform traders in the live room and inside the numbers that you don't make them go to the number to exit on a long trade, for example, up above. You exit in front of a number. You let the, as they say in the trading parlance, greedy hogs have the scraps at the end. 456.45 was that number. The high of day happened to be 456.27. So they came up slightly short on the downside, slightly short on the upside. Interesting how that's almost the same prices, meaning almost the same distance, slightly more short than they came up short here, more short on the downside by a few pennies. But that's quite interesting today. That doesn't happen all that much. We'll just say that this one was sponsored by Trick and Company to yours truly today didn't really get tricked, they just didn't get to my numbers. So I'm blaming it on tricking company. Gotta blame somebody. Basically, I summarized the day. Again, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. From a stocks on the move perspective, we had four on the board, none of them hit their entry objectives, so they're off the board. Twilio came close, but no cigar. That's what basically happens in a quiet tape they take a lot of the trading opportunities from the intraday traders with a low volatility, low participation type tape. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Couple of things. They're eating time off the clock in a bullish formation. They can take longer and they can pull back. However, as long as they stay above this sloping trend line, which is the neckline of the inverse head and shoulders pattern, left shoulder, head, right shoulder, then this is still active to get up to 190, give or take. That would be the give or take of the completion of the head and shoulders or inverse pattern. If they were to get below the neckline, close daily below the neckline, it would take the textbook TV pattern off the table. Doesn't mean price can't move higher later, just means the textbook pattern would be retired. It's off the table. From a weekly chart perspective, do they need to eat some time off the clock for another week or so before trying to get into these moving averages? That's possible. Will they retest the trend line? That's possible. All we have to know is as long as they stay daily closing above the trend line, she's bullish. What about the folks down at the transportation department? My second favorite market leading indicator next to Camp IWM, but a number one canary in the coal mine. So now we've got a second day down in a row for team transports when the spiders are basically flat, up 45 cents, queues are up, IWM was down. So leading indicator number one down, leading indicator number two down, canary in the coal mine down, is that foretelling that the spiders and others need to take a breather have some kind of a garden variety retracement operation underway. Remember, the market just ran a sprint from the October 27 lows to where they are now at the trend line. Taking a pause, taking a breather, having a 
retracement, corrective move is garden variety the way the markets work. Work off some of the overbought quote-unquote condition. Get back near home base just like the transports are doing. First, they have to make everybody believe they're not going to do that before they actually start to do-do that. Little stutter step with the do-do over there. Where's a big-time spot for team transports? Well, it's pretty obvious to me. Check this out. So we'll use this line here, and then we'll get rid of the thing that I don't want, which is the other piece of that. So give me a second here. Get rid of the extension. And what we have here is a market that ran up to this place. And after they ran up to that place, Mrs. Market said, hey, that's enough for now. And she pulled back. So therefore, above that place is considered a breakout area. So they did do that. They have a breakup candle low. So there's two things there. There's a breakout area and a breakup candle low. And if you extend this over here, you say, look, if they spike into these moving averages, run a test of the vicinity of the breakup candle low, the most recent breakout area in the sequence, that should be what? You got it. Garden variety chart support. Write that down, put it on a sticky note because you can trade that not necessarily in the transports themselves if you don't want to, but there are other opportunities. You could buy the ETF, the IYT. The chart looks different, but you go off the thing, not the derivative of the thing, but you go off the thing. In this case, the thing is the transports, the DJT. You see how the IYT is slightly different. Here's that like area, which is nowhere near the breakup candle low. So we can't say that these charts are the same. Why? Because they're not. Now, this breakout area may coincide with the other place. However, it doesn't look the same. Therefore, I go back to the thing. Let's go off the thing. The other thing you can do is you go over to anything like Yahoo Finance or any of the companies that sponsor the exchange-traded funds, like, for example, go to the IYT, which is an iShare, and you go take a look at what's inside of that. What are the holdings? You take a look at the top seven or ten holdings, and guess what? Those are going to move when the index moves, vice versa. That's the reason it moves. It's the chicken or the egg. But if the index bounces there's a fair chance that most of those stocks will get a ride as well. And therein lies the reason why you needed to put this stuff on a sticky note. What's going on over here with the Q people? Again, same routine as the spiders. They're eating time off the clock in a bullish, flaggish formation at an important place, building energy to move higher. And by the way, if they can't, cannot move higher and the high from the other day over here on the 22nd holds, then they will have a garden variety retracement. Where to? Well, first place is this low here because it's the beginning of no man's land and under no man's land or within no man's land, the other side of it is a gap down here where today home base or the 20 period moving averages, this will creep up over the next several days. So somewhere in here, there will be support Think about it like this. Might want to get out your sticky notes also for this one. Time is also a corrective move or can be a corrective move. So it can accomplish the same thing. The market can accomplish the same thing from a time perspective 
by running sideways, eating time off the clock that it can from a pullback and resetting the tape. They're one in the same. They accomplish the same thing. Sticky note, material. What about the financials? Any issue with the financials? No, they had a flat day. So there anything to talk about that we didn't mention yesterday? Absolutely not. We can simply just move it along. If you want to know a little more detail about the financials or the XLF, you can revert to yesterday's video. They didn't do anything. What about Smash Mouth? They are doing something. They're pulling back instead of going sideways at the precipice of no man's land. They ran a test of this candle low here today. That is the beginning or the entree into no man's land where the gap down here about 156 and a quarter or so. But if they stay above the high from the 14th of November, then this is just a pullback, resetting the tape, letting home base creep up to price, building energy for another move higher. Either way, it's bullish above all the moving averages, which holds true for any of the charts. The trend is your friend until your shit gets thrown out the window. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.